0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. G'day, my name is James Baldwin and welcome along to Oz Aus F1, Australia's favorite Formula 1 podcast. From wherever you're listening all across the world, it's soon becoming the world's favorite Formula 1 podcast. Well, it's the third race of the year and we thought we were going to be in for a bit of an interesting race and when everything was happening in the first couple of laps, we thought, good, this is exactly what we've missed. But We became maybe a little bit bored, but that's okay. We'll go through it all together with my friends and yours. Let's get into it. joined by my friends and yours are two Thomas's Tommy and Thomas J. Camp boys hello to you G'day, mate. hello mate it's been three weeks in a row of races boys uh we have said all along that we would never say that we would be bored with a race but I have to be honest halfway through this race in Hungary I was pretty bored yeah. I thought it was going to be an interesting race and it just didn't turn into it, me that way
1: it had potential
0: yeah but, but
1: uh a bit anticlimactic one, wasn't it? yeah
0: uh, very anticlimactic. In fact, it's it's stupid, really, when you think about how interesting the start was. When you had Kiviat on the radio initially, Magnuson goes from wets to to softs or mediums, and, or mediums, and just trying to completely change the whole shape of what the race was looking at. Meanwhile, Ted was more focused on a water park uh, <laughs> and how it was raining over there. So Ted, I come can't back see the to water the park, track, mate. mate. I know oh. he has had no park. human it's contact. oh, look, you can see a house up there with some people who are fans. Yay. Here's a water parker. Ted, focus on the track. Please. That's all we're watching. That guy
1: needs some people in his life, doesn't he?
0: I think he's going crazy being in that Uh, grandstand by himself. He needs some fans. Yeah, the poor cameraman who doesn't get acknowledged for being a real human being most of the time. Uh, <laughs> but in the time that we'd, we've had since our last podcast, uh, we've had a couple of people write in and uh, write some reviews. So a big shout-out uh, to Word Brain Addict and AXE for leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, Thank you, geez. guys. That's really great, although I just really have to point out that I really don't need to read anything more about Campy's voice. So, okay, we acknowledge that he's got a voice. Yes, yeah,
2: good, whatever.
0: Also for reaching out, uh, Mac from Portland, Oregon. Uh, G'day to you, Mac. Uh, Colin from Texas as well. Big g'day to you. And Brad, Julia and Krim, all Australians. And thank you very much for reaching out. Uh, We love it. Get in in touch. Uh, Campy won't reply because he has no idea how to use social media or the internet, but uh, Tommy and I are (laughs) both on platforms and uh, we'll say g'day back to you. Uh, Boys, it's been interesting. We've said uh, last weekend, uh, of course, that uh, Fernando Alonso has joined Renault and that our prediction there had come true Uh, I was looking at uh, what was going to happen to to Sebastian Vettel during the week of course racing point uh, now becoming quite a big option and and indeed the rumors around the paddock are running rife which seems to be a bit of a surprise to Sergio Perez uh, who got contacted by another team uh, in the paddock I reckon it was Haas because of course it would be because why not (laughs) best team principal in the paddock. Um, but what do we think the real likelihood here of Sebastian Vettel going to Racing Point is? Because, let's be honest, Stroll's not going anywhere. It means Checo. Can right, yeah, you go first.
1: Look, I'm not a big fan of Checo, but if Seb was to take Checo's spot, that to me, that, that would piss me off. That would... Nah, shouldn't it? Checo's not the greatest driver. I don't rate him that highly. But... The thing he's done for that team when it was Force India, when it became Racing Point, and for them to show some love and respect and give him a long contract says to me that the guy adds a lot of value off track, on track as well. We've seen this year; he put him in a car that can do half well, and this was the only weekend he didn't outperform Stroll of the first three race weekends. But if Seb, look, oh, I just don't like—I don't like the optics of it. Doesn't look good at all. Yeah, it's grim.
2: For me, if we think back a couple of seasons when it was Ocon and Perez, Ocon was giving him a run. Like, it was fairly even that season if we think back. And now what do we think of Ocon now? We think he's not that great. She is. But I don't know. I think, for me, Seb going there makes a lot of sense. I think there's nothing to lose there for Racing Point. It They're going to get a
1: massive name. It makes more sense if they get
2: little get rid of Lance. But if Lance is kind of semi-competitive and kind of holding even somewhat with Perez this year and they kind of end up similar in qualifying, similar in points. I don't think it's that drastic to get rid of Perez and keep Stroll. If he gets absolutely pantsed by Perez, yes, but at the moment it's
1: looking a bit more even than we thought. Three out of – no, it's not. Three out of four races, Checo is going to dominate Stroll. On the off-weekend, Stroll has a good like good qualifying and he did qualify on the podium race pretty well. Um, was probably unlucky to not get the podium in the end. But, I mean, anyway. Uh, it's only four points difference in the standings at the moment. I, I, know, I don't care about I don't care about Checo's better than him. I would down. agree. And if Checo loses his drive because his dad owns the team, I don't like it. Doesn't look But good. we
2: know that it's F1, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we know it's that. That's why Perez got the seat over Ocon to some degree.
1: Like, I think he was better, but there was a
2: lot of it was the money to the team.
1: I'm well aware that money walks and bullshit talk. Yeah. But Lawrence Stroll is a savvy enough businessman to know that you've got to make tough decisions. Like buying plans off the Merc, et cetera. Is he going to have the backbone to sack his son because he's not as good as the other guy? I don't think so.
0: But yeah, here's the I, thing though it, This is not oh. just The Lawrence Stroll show There are other investors And a board that sits on in talking yeah. about this All the uh, time So it's not just yeah. Daddy's team It is led every, by a consortium But yeah, everybody, I Everybody's I friendly And it's all demo- democratic <laughs> Give me a fucking
1: break The dude's a trillionaire Jim <laughs> He does can't, what but he wants. You
0: can't, But you can't come out the block and say, because this is the race that everyone was like, well, Stroll is terrible compared to Perez. And I'm sorry, but Checo suffered big time this yeah. race. And Stroll did pants him this race. And you, all you have to do is look at the results to, to see could that. There Adam, be,
1: the f- could there be in one race... That was yeah, a and that's fine. But this is,
0: but it's also the important race when all of the conversations are going on right now about how good Stroll is versus how good Checo is or how good Vettel is. Everyone's gone. Yeah, well, we want to get rid of Stroll. To Tommy's suggestion was to Formula E, fine, uh, or wherever. <laughs> but, but the fact that he scored points, came fourth, and came third in in qualifying says a lot about how good the car is, firstly, but yeah. secondly, that he can hold it together and he's come a long way. Now, he's got a couple of podiums already. Uh, mate, um, well, he's got one podium, mate. I should say. So, the, But the, the bigger thing here is, and it's not really what I'm asking, is who should be better in the car beside him? Is it Checo or Vettel when we go to the Racing Green Aston Martin next year? Who is the better driver? Probably Vettel. Well, and look, this—the this, biggest thing is we, we're all we're all here, right? Like we get it. So Stroll's staying, as as you quite rightly said, Campy. It's a dictatorship, inverted commas, whatever you want to bloody call it. Stroll's staying. He's not invested all this money into a car manufacturer like Aston Martin and Williams to begin with to not have his son a drive in Formula One. Now, there's other people saying keep Checo in and Vettel, and then put Stroll on the bench. He's not going to be happy with that. So. The question is, who is going to be uh, Stroll's teammate? And in fact, it was presented to him at the race. Who do you want as a teammate? And he said, well, I don't really mind so long as they're a team player, which to me says "As <laughs> as long as I'm he's driving. in. Right. He's like <laughs> welded into the seat for next year, right? So, look, it's a shame there's a lot of hashtag keep Checo and all of that sort of other stuff. I mean, I'm more about a hashtag Bonotto out, uh, which is uh, – or Mattia got to go, which I love. Mattia got to go. But <laughs> realistically, it's going to cost – It's going to cost a lot of money to get rid of Checo. Yes, he's performing really, really well, but the ability to have a four-time world champion come into a team that has never had that before to help in going to the next stage.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think let's flip it. Let's flip it and go, is there an opportunity for Perez somewhere else? Because he might go, you know what, I want to – if I'm kind of getting told to leave, is there another seat that interests him? And I would say maybe that second Red Bull seat would be interesting. Well, I think... That's not a bad play. I reckon that's not a bad play. If you think if you're Perez, you go, I could be in this Aston, which who knows how good it is, who knows how legal our car is going to be potentially. Like, just there's a lot of things surrounding that car. But if you go and you're going to be in a competitive car, you know Max is the big dog and you're going to have to play. But if you're going to get the occasional podium behind Max, not a bad place to be. And I reckon Checo is better than uh, Albon. Yep. I think... I think at this stage of his career, Perez is going to want uh, wins and points over money, which is what he's going to get if he goes to somewhere like Haas or something else. It's going to be about the money; it's not going to be about the wins because those cars aren't going to be competitive.
1: Well, I actually think that's that's probably how it will play out. Yeah, because I don't think I don't think Red Bull's keeping Albon around. I mean, we're saying we saw Albon get criticised. I've been criticising him since he stepped in that seat. I yep. don't think he's really performed the way that he should have. Um, But we know Perez is a really consistent driver, and I think that's
2: what Red Bull wants. He's not going to push Max in terms of going to beat him, but he's going to be that Valtteri Bottas to Lewis Hamilton potentially, that really good number two that's going to be there to sweep up when something happens with Max's car. He's always going to be number two. He's going to be right there. He's not going to be four or five tenths behind in qualifying like we're seeing with every
1: other Max's teammate. Yeah, I just don't like it. I oh, just, a bit of loyalty. Mm. A bit of loyalty is a good thing in this sport. <laughs> it's hard in this sport. It doesn't know, really I know, exist, I know does it's it? it's hard. I, we all want uh, it, but. Insane. that, I think Ferrari have been absolutely terrible to Seb as well. And yeah. we've discussed that at length. I mean, Seb did an interview with Martin Brundle, which lasted 20 minutes, which I watched last night after the race. And uh, Seb's super humble. You know, he's not. He's not being crude. He's not being opportunistic in the way to criticise because he's got a lot of friends there and he had a lot of dreams and ambitions for what he wanted for his drive out of Ferrari, but it never really eventuated because of the 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 poor mm. the poor car on track. So I think Seb the what when I watched the interview, my thought was, geez, this guy, this guy still wants to race next year and, and he's,
2: competitively."
1: Yeah, and he's playing. He's playing for a spot. I mean, we have got to remember that Hamilton's still not signed for next year. Yeah. If he gets if he equals the record, I don't think he goes either. But you know, there's there's a few other options there and we've seen crazy things in the F one driver market at times. Yeah. I don't think anyone I can't see anyone coming in next year other than like a bit of a reshuffle. Maybe yeah. one comes up from F two, but maybe there's no one on the F two grid that's really standing out like they should either. So It'll be interesting to see what happens, but Silly Season is going to start kicking off very soon.
2: It's, it's Again, it's coming down to that one thing. It's Seb at the moment. Where does he end up? And that will be the domino that falls. Mm. I just can't see him going to anything that's not competitive. So it's got to be kind of the Red Bull or it's got to be maybe that future Aston, which based on this year's performance is going to be competitive.
0: Our absolute favourite segment uh, here at OzF1, which is your favourite segment too. Uh, Tommy, take us away for tantalising TV broadcast. Hey, this is a good segment, Campy. Just pipe down, pal. So, this week
2: we had four TED interruptions. Ridiculous. We even had one Paul DiResta interruption for some stupid bloody uh, radio. It's getting ridiculous. I don't think they understand. Whoever's doing... The, uh, the TV directing,
1: <laughs> Muppet. He's as bad as the race director. We'll that. <laughs>
2: Anyone with director in their title these days, not doing well. We didn't have any Kuroon name drops, unfortunately.
1: That's not great. Yeah, I didn't see much of Kuroon this no. weekend. No. You're a bit of a fan of Kuroon, aren't you? Nah, he's shit. <laughs> he's he shocking.
2: He is terrible. <laughs> no, we didn't have much of that. But what we did have, which was a great slip-up, was Lewis swearing post-qualifying when he went up for his post-rest interview. That was excellent. That wasn't cut. But what, what did he say? I think he just said, oh, shit. Just oh, looking so, back. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> yeah.
1: Apologise for it. Yeah. Oh, jeez. We're great. a precious bunch, aren't we? It's Sky. Oh, it's okay, the UK. Well. We're
2: very conservative in the UK. Oh, yeah.
1: The UK comedy is the best.
2: I think it's because they're so conservative everywhere else. They finally get to let loose. But no, this was actually not a bad week. The biggest qualm I had was every time Danny Rick made a good move, we had to watch it on a replay about two minutes later. We were watching, I don't know, people running around in second, just lapping, lapping. When we had interesting track movements and changes of position, we had to watch it a minute or so
1: later. Ridiculous. Look, my judgment on this criteria is – if I put myself in that position, <laughs> could I do a better job? And the answer is yes.
0: <laughs> Therefore, oh, you are of this stuff. You are so on it today. To get a new uh, job.
2: This wasn't oh, as bad as last week. I think we're going to give this one a six, but it still wasn't good. Let's be jealous. honest. At, at one point, like we've, we've talked about, we were watching Ted talk about the rain over the water park, watching the pit lane. In the first lap (laughs) That's the time we should be watching the on track racing Not watching the pit lane
1: Ridiculous I don't know uh, I think the other had some shares in that water park. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the other comment that I have about uh, this the broadcast is uh, Crofty needs to stay inside the bloody commentary box because around practice he was like, "Oh, we are all in the stands now. Uh, let's talk about stuff," which is fine, except for when cars are going past and you're trying to listen to what's <laughs> going on, and them you just can't hear anything. So for a good chunk it's of stupid. one of the practice or the qualifying sessions, I actually can't remember which one it was, which is nobody could hear anything because there was so much noise. <laughs> so. Uh, Uh, Crofty, stay inside the bloody box, please. Uh, It sounds a hell of a lot better when you're back in there. Um, Out of 10.
2: But we did move after the qualifying and post-race. So, I'm claiming that that was us.
1: That was definitely us.
2: That was definitely us. One week of this segment, and we're already making (laughs) changes. So, if you're listening Sky (laughs) F1 and you need any other hot tips, you can come to me and Campy, and we'll tell you how to do it. (laughs)
0: Uh, Shit the, hot, the hot <laughs> tip is don't listen to Campy. <laughs> just, just really, you really a, lean into what Tommy's saying, clearly. I'll give, you,
1: I'll give you a hot tip. Michael Massey, F1 race director. Ooh. What a pleb. He's a fellow Australian, but i but Go easy then. I'm kicking him out. Get rid hey. of him. So, so, so. Again, I'll put myself in that position. I'll do a better job. <laughs> what the hell... Is Grosjean and Magnussen getting penalised for asking if they can come in and change to slicks?
0: Well, so no, they the were they, they, <laughs> they were told. They were told by I the team to it come was in from pit. the pit wall. Well,
1: Max Verstappen was aided on the pip because he put it in the wall and his mechanics had to change <laughs> his wishbone and his suspension. <laughs> right. Lewis Hamilton gets about 50 freaking messages a race about change to this mode, change to this mode. So that's, that's fine, drive, That's drive, That's driving. Mate, we are the biggest. <laughs> As a sport, biggest shit show. If you're a shit team, I'll tell you what. You've got poor currency when it comes to debating things. If you're a top team like Ferrari, you can cheat all year and sign... It's of uh, like a waiver. Get away with it. Mate, sort it out. How did Bodass not get penalised for his false start? Or oh, because he didn't trigger it. He still moved and you are not supposed to move before. it. Yeah. Albon, his team was drawing his... Yeah. Like... Come on! What well, do you want? Do you want some more penalties, or you uh, want... No, I want consistency, Tommy. We're not getting it. Ah, we've got a guy sense. that clearly jumped Would the be start. Nice. We've got we've got mechanics that are drying the drying the track so the start can be beneficial to the driver, which you're not allowed to do, right? Which is embedded in the rules. And then the only rule that they can um, enforce enforce is the one where they came in and changed tires before the start. Well, and Kimmy got a penalty oh, too. Fucking stupid! Yeah, that's <laughs> <Okay>. dumb too. Kimmy starting from the back as well, mate. Sorry. Michael Massey, sort your shit out, son. <laughs> Terrible job. <laughs> Since Sir Charlie's gone, you've done terribly. Give him a score oh, out of ten. Oh, i oh, <laughs> I'll give him a nickname too.
0: Think about it oh, longer. Oh, Bell
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh
1: my lord! So I think Kimmy's going to start a new segment where he. Uh, rips on the... Now, you know what I'm trying to say, though. No. We want consistency. And we want some consistency. Yeah. This stupid stuff that has no effect on the race... I would agree.
2: This is. This reminds me of the stupid things like when Danny Ricks overreft by .01 of a second or whatever
1: but, back the, last
2: year, but he was out of qualifying for that. It was like... That wasn't even on his fast lap. Something that doesn't affect the result should oh, not no. be
1: penalised like it is. And then at the other end of the spectrum, you get Ferrari that cheats all last year and then gets nothing for it. Just signs it behind the clothes. What's that old saying, Campy? Yeah, money talks, bullshit walks. Hello. Michael Massey, your bank account's looking good <laughs> now, you dodgy bastard.
0: <laughs> Allegedly.
1: Allegedly, yeah.
0: So let's talk about the uh, <laughs> the race, boys. was uh, it- it was incredibly, uh, as incredibly good start to the race. As I said uh, in the intro, it was uh, it promised to be really interesting. Uh, there was even rain at the water park. I won't bring it up again. Sorry, I just can't get over that we were talking about it for so long. Um, but uh, it was dis- disappointing, disappointing uh, for the fact that we're going to talk about the uh, the team down the bottom of the ladder this week is Williams because Williams did a pretty good job of qualifying uh, George Russell again in twelfth and in the. First First lap, Latifi was in tenth, which is yeah. which He's is bloody really real fantastic. Start. Great but let's start. Talk, let's talk about Williams and and the sort of where they're going. So they've confirmed uh since we spoke last week that they've signed both drivers again for next year this is gonna be the first time since uh Bottas um was racing for them back in in 16 um and Felipe Massa together that they've had the same driver lineup for more than a year in a row uh and so when we're talking a little bit earlier about other drivers coming up from F2 generally Williams has been a feeder team so that won't happen for next year so I think Campy, your point there is 100% correct um They've been showing some real promise. And I think after last week and George uh, on lap four around um, the Red Bull Ring for the steering Grand Prix, he had a really good attempt around the outside and sort of buggered it and and put himself down the points. This time around, though, the car just looked like it was lacking pace again. Um, Mm. They had a whole whole bunch of stuff go wrong. Latifi was released into signs, literally released into signs. Into him, uh, yeah. And – And Carlos did a great job. He almost got shoved into the pit wall. But he ended up giving Latifi a puncture, which means he spun uh, at at turn one. And then he was limping home and putting rubber all over the track. It, It just went from bad to worse for them. Do you think that for the sort of coming out of the last two races that when we go to Silverstone which is, you know, more high power, lo- less downforce like Hungary is, that we can start yeah. seeing them battle their way up the grid that's more going to and suit more. them. More. Yeah. Well, because it would be good to yeah.
1: see We them. can see some progression, but the car still sucks and they're nowhere near scoring points. So yeah. that's it's where they're shame. at.
0: It's a shame. I, it, look, it's... Uh, they I are think on George... the up, though. They
1: are improving. Russell's yep. lap in Q2 was... Uh, to get into Q2, was, oh, in Q2, sorry, it was stunning. Yeah, it was uh, it was really great. Latifi's a bit off the pace, Bend it, but good start. Got some promise, still don't know anything about him. Heard one interview with him. When he talked, I was like, geez, you didn't sound anything like I thought you would. <laughs>
0: <laughs> People say that about you all the time, Gabby. Realize- I, I
1: didn't even realise he was Canadian. Yeah. Um, a, and uh, <laughs> Good to a see you doing day. your research there,
0: Campy. Well <laughs> done.
1: That is a five-cent joke Great. from you, sir. Uh, sorry.
0: <laughs> can't,
2: can't,
1: can't be good all the time. <laughs> <Campy>
0: for president. <laughs> oh, no, <Yeah>. more <laughs>
1: at
2: all. <laughs> <Jeez>.
0: Just crazy the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in there in the middle. Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Harry. Right.
1: Mr. Harry Phillips, Williams. big share there. Great name, son. Yeah. Great name. <laughs> um, yeah, Williams. No, no they're terrible.
2: But, but some promise. I think yeah. their, their quality mode seems a lot better, so that's well, it's interesting. Got a murk in it. So. Well, this is the thing. So I think on high power circuits, we might see something better. I wonder if their downforce just isn't up up to scratch. Bit of error improvements over the year, maybe, but a lot of, a lot of way to go. But oh, they yeah. do have a really good quality mode. So I, I would have thought if they could have got good track position for this race, something like this. I think the wet start didn't help, but track position really important at the Hungara mm. Ring. So. Maybe on some more of those kind of circuits we might see some points, but I don't think they're going to be there that often.
0: It'll be interesting to see how they perform with the next double header, that's for sure. Well, let's talk about Alfa Romeo. Uh, this is the first time in 19 Secret years dub. that Kimi <laughs> Raikkonen has wow. qualified in 20th with no, like, nothing going on, no penalties, no grid losses or whatever else. This was him just purely qualifying last. Now, that might have something to do with the fact that he has done another one of his simply... What the hell am I watching Alfa Romeo ads, which is playing on Sky at the moment? If you haven't had a chance <laughs> to look at it, go on YouTube and have just type in Kimi Alfa Romeo ad, I, who I don't know. It's, he's talking about being a Formula One driver and taking his time. That doesn't make sense to me, but he took his time for qualifying <laughs> this time around because he was at the bloody back of the pack. This Alfa Romeo is just shocking. Boys, this is this, it's it's reminiscent of Sauber car.
1: from years and years ago. Uh, look, I, I don't think it's Alfa Romeo's fault. I think it's Ferrari's fault and the engine in that car is shit. Therefore, they're terrible. But I wonder if the
2: car's not that great. And last year, it was good only because of the engine. That was a bit of false sense of... They were competitive last year. But I think it's because it's just the engine. I think the rest of the car's a dog, and that engine propped it up, and all of a sudden, that engine's gone, and it's like, oh, we don't actually have a good car anymore.
0: Mate, and this is just, the kind just, of circuit that you don't... I just,
2: I just, I just don't,
1: Kimmy at the back.
0: Yeah, totally, but this but is, is the kind of circuit that you don't it. need the the, ma- the maximum amount of power. This is a high downforce circuit. So even the slightly yeah. slower cast, as long as the downforce package or the aero package rather is working well, yeah. you can work through the pack. And we saw that in the race. It just shows that he is a superstar. You're 100% right. And he's fantastic oh. at the race day. But this qualifying was oh, terrible. Yeah. And apparently he's got someone else who drives next to him in Alfa Romeo. Can't remember his name. Alright, let's talk about Haas. Um, <laughs> Roman <laughs> Grosjean uh, was in like fourth <laughs> at one point in the race. And <laughs> K-Mag was in K-mate third, K-mate
1: second, yeah.
0: So uh, yeah, they good. made the right call, and it, this is going better for Gunter Steiner this this week.
1: Goodbye. Then they took the punt on the start, to change of the softs, which I said to you boys before. I'm like, "On, yeah. we're going to go to softs in two laps. You might as well just take take the take the punt now and see how it goes." Yeah, Haas was the only team to do it, and yep. it paid dividends for them in the Ooh. sense of track position and time going. They ultimately dropped back. And like John finished 15th or something. 16th, Mag- yeah. Magnuson. He's getting some great but eight, data
0: from 16th. Yeah, no, but, <laughs> no, but Crojohn
1: played Reid Gunner to help out Magnuson a lot yeah. as well. Um, I think
2: the main reason was that um, K Mag started on full wet. He was actually on the grid in full wet. So they had to make a change. They figured do both. Ah, he
0: was the only one on he was the wet, only like and, yeah you're right yeah and that would have been a terrible choice like they're trying to oh. keep that tyre cool within the first three yeah. laps it would have just it would been, been would have been terrible so but that's why it frustrates me about this this decision for them when you've got Danny Kiviak going hey box yeah. me so I can change which would have been fine because he initiated the call not the other one, not from the pit wall. And of course, got uh, here, I've done it again. Alpha Tauri uh, um, <laughs> have said, no, stay out. And imagine Kivya. I mean, Kivya finished in 12. We can talk about that. Like, we finished in 12th. But if he had better track position from the beginning of the race, imagine what yeah. could have been. But this is, right, well, what if has taken risk. Right for what? Who? <laughs> Has uh, taking Ringo risks.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I know who you said, but I'm just useless, bloody team. I'm, I'm very frustrated with <laughs> it. But it's good for Has. It's good for Gunter Steiner. Look, I think K. Max yep. stays next year. Uh, I don't think Grosjean does. Uh, but Kevin yeah. really did a fantastic job this time out. He really showed, you know, the potential that we saw back in uh, the early days with him in McLaren. Um, he yep. he can drive. And he's not yeah. an old dude, so I think he's got some value to Hass. Uh, I, well, I think I can't say that with Grosjean. In,
2: in previous years, K-Mag would have got his elbows out and caused some problems. He would have done some dumb things to try to keep track position. This one, he put up some good fights, but he yielded when he had to. He didn't yeah. cross that line. Like he's, he's grown up a little bit. He's a bit more of a gentleman racer, which is what we want. He's not... Campy <laughs> doesn't want, Campy wants we're, chaos
1: We're three races in
2: No, but this, I could I could have seen K-Mag in the last two years In this situation, running in fourth, fifth, wherever he was up the top Coming back through as people were passing him, mm. as he's, he was slowing down Just causing chaos yeah. But he yielded when he had to He held up people when he could And made really good defensive driving moves And ended up with tenth
1: because of it Otherwise he would have slipped just as far as Grosjean I'm shocked, I'm shocked they're the only team that took the gamble at the start. Yeah. I'm looking at it going, there's no way this is going to be wet for seven oh. or eight laps. Run three <laughs> laps around, the cars would dry up most of those yeah. like lines. And they took the punt, and they're the only team to do it, I work for them. Full and credit. Good on them. Gunther Steiner on that wall, he's got that, you know, I mean. Love him. They're not great, but good, they had a good result, and that's what we want to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really, but I'm, I'm you know, glad. What I
1: did like about it, though. I did like that it just threw the whole race out of sync. So, yeah. Was, It's not the standard procession where everyone's on the same strategy, pits within four or five laps, does an undercut or an overcut by one or two. This threw so many people out of sync with each other that we're trying to figure out the whole time who's actually where representative of how many pit stops and where they're at in their. Yeah, yeah, because if you,
2: you started on the Inters or the Wets if you were Magnuson, and once you came into changing, that's your mandatory stop. So you could go the whole race then. There's no more stopping if you don't want to. Yeah, totally. It just threw every strategy out the window.
1: Yeah. it's very interesting. Should have gone for the hards and going for all 70 laps. That the thing was, pursuit. there was
2: talk of more rain. So everyone was like, if we go full hards, mm. we're going to have to come yeah. in anyway. So... Tough. We just hit a race in Validromes. What do you nah, think? Nah, just nah. close it off, Campy.
1: <laughs>
2: just get a Superdome <laughs> like the NFL and just play inside. <laughs> no, nah.
1: I'll tell you what we should do. <laughs> oh, we, <laughs>
2: <Just> <laughs> we should get
1: sprinklers. We should get sprinklers. And when the race gets boring, <laughs> just make the track wet. Just roll a dice and pick a And up. it's only when controlled by, by you, front, Campy. We'll just... We'll just sabotage that. That'll be so Should good. Should we
2: have bananas like in my car, and throw them at the back of our cars too? <laughs> no. If you
1: could actually hit someone like Stroll when you're driving a 350 gall kilometers an air, it's bloody well worth it, sir.
0: <laughs> oh I love it. Uh so we just only had...
1: Danny Rick doing that.
0: <laughs> we only, only had Alfred Towery. <laughs> as the only Ugh. non-finisher this this race and uh, i mean yeah, yeah gasly oh, as I shit we're a mean, for him. vtech kicked in oh, yo, but unfortunately he had a whole what new power unit he had a new turbo he had all this other stuff he had a sensor playing up in that power unit that he just yep. did not what the hell is going on with that honda oh and he was calling it out. He was like, "There's something wrong with like, no, 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 it's all good." He's like, "No, genuinely, there's something
2: wrong with this. They're like, it's not going to get better, mate. Sorry." He ended up getting yeah. into Q three and couldn't put a lap in. So, I mean, he was stuck in tenth. But I don't know if that's better than starting at
1: eleventh, genuinely. But in the end, it didn't matter because you didn't get to choose your tire anyway. Yeah, so he's a tough, one again. he's he's beating out at the moment. Yeah, I mean, oh. the, their race pace is pretty comparable. It's yep. just qualifying where he's got oh. it got it over him. He's got that car figured out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can see why Red Bull chose him, can't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. In yep. saying
1: that, I mean, that was a real that was a shame for him. Qualified in the top, no 10. fault of his own. Yeah, and Gasly, he, you know, sorry, and Kvyat, he had a race to forget as well. He was really yeah. nowhere.
2: Well, genuinely, like you pointed out, imagine if he did yeah. get to box when he
1: decided to on the yep. formation, like <laughs> that he called been great. it.
2: And they're one of those shake teams, it
1: up, they're AlphaTauri or. Yeah, that's right. Toro Rosso. They're one of those teams that in the past has taken the gambles when it's there to take. Yeah. And yeah. they didn't take it this weekend. If you're
2: then, a Midfield team, that's what you gotta you've got to do. You've got to run it.
1: I think everyone's just pretty cautious this year in the way of strategies and how they go about it. And yeah. uh, it's not what we want to see. I'd love to see it rain for both weekends in the, the upcoming two races. UK, that would be just brilliant.
0: It will be it'll be good to watch because hopefully uh, Lando can have a bit of a better time he finished in 13th for McLaren this time around and Carlos Sainz finishing in 9th just couldn't get it together this weekend. Uh, he blames yeah. himself, which, I mean, of course, I mean, you're the driver, but it just didn't look like the package was as as solid as what Racing Points was this time, which is totally different to how the car performed last weekend. But he did have yeah. some last lap Lando action uh, and was not that we saw it because the bloody TV director was not focused on him. Last um, lap Lando. But uh, still McLaren is a team. I'm still happy with where they're at. Uh, When you look at how they were performing compared to the Ferraris, and I know Sebastian Vettel finished quite a long way up the order compared to Lando, uh, it was just a better thing to see. And the car is so much more planted. It seems more balanced, uh, certainly this year. And it's, you know, the second wet race in a row or wet-ish uh, was was good from them. Um, again, the only real thing that I can point out for the color signs was that uh, interaction that he had with Latifi. But Lando Norris and Charles Leclerc going in uh, around sort of one and two, um, but uh, going around two just towards the ends of the race, there uh, they I don't know how they managed this, but thank goodness they did. Charles and he avoided a very big accident, um, yeah. but he was absolutely nailing it. Lando uh, he finished yeah. ended up finishing behind Charles Leclerc, but. but uh, just what a what a racer he's and he's getting a lot more confidence. Uh, you can see. I really like I know like we're, his only style. Ra- I mean, no, we're only three races in Campy. Thank you for saying that five hundred <laughs> times. But he's bloody I showing know, I just some you
1: saying it. Just call me dead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, I really like his style. I like the moves when he can make them. He didn't have the card this week, so unfortunately they couldn't do a lot. I think they were compromised on strategy. I think they were kind of holding out for the rain, and it didn't, and it did, and it didn't. They just kind of got stuck waiting.
1: Yeah, track specific, I don't think, you know, this track wasn't designed, their car wasn't designed for this yeah. kind of track. This kind of track's are one-off. High yeah. downforce. Well, it's no like sort downforce. of this, Red Bull. this. Traditionally a Red Bull, yeah.
0: But, Monaco you know, and not, Singapore are really yeah. the only three tracks that are sort of this, this way designed. So you'd be stupid, really, yeah. in the long run, to design your car specifically around that. Yeah,
1: Red Bull, you idiots. Lando's been good. But I'd I'd be giving Lando over the nod. Of, uh, I'd be giving Lando the nod over Signs at this part of the year already.
2: Yeah, he's shown some really good moments.
1: He's beaten him in all three races, except for no, the except not qualifying. Oh, sorry. He also
0: didn't beat him in this <laughs> race. <laughs> I'll you that In my mind, he's, we're only three races in. Yeah, it's too early to tell. To be honest, um, oh, no, he's on more than he's nearly double his points. Like he's
1: done really well. Yeah. yeah. No, I, and he got that podium. I was, yeah, Leon, I was... I, I, I he's maximised
2: his race the first two weekends. This one wasn't great, but again, didn't have the car, couldn't do him much more. And the gap between kind of like ninth and 12th. Jeez, he's
1: going to get spanked next year, though. He's going to look like a right <laughs> Muppet next year. Going to get but what spanked. an opportunity it's to, to learn. going to be a really
0: good number two. What a the great Danny opportunity really to, to learn. On. I think, I think he's going to be a great. He's not going to be that guy. I think he's going to challenge Danny Rick sometimes, and that's going to be fantastic for Daniel yep. to be pushed. Um, but I, even I think the age difference
2: is good because yeah. Danny Rick is going to have however many more years, and lendo has got a whole career after Danny moves on, retires, goes to another yep. team. Who knows? Yep. But there's, they're on different trajectories. They're not directly competing with each other for career. I think they're competing each other in the same car, but longevity-wise, they're on a different trajectory. It's different.
0: Uh, talking about fine. Daniel Ricciardo in a different trajectory, Espen Ocon is useless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rena- yeah. Almost as useless wow. as Renault as a team. Um, what a bloody <laughs> shit show this weekend was for, for Renault. What a surprise.
1: Uh, uh, here's Danny Rick off the start? Just a weapon. Uh, uh, off the start, makes, gets up to like six or seventh or something. Yeah. Then Renault Star. keep him out an extra lap? And loses in five positions and puts him in no man's land in like twelfth pace behind Perez, if, which he was never. That Renault was never going to pass that nah. Mercedes. And it, he, oh. if
2: I'm not mistaken, he was running in fifth or fourth behind Max. Max pitted a lap before yeah, he and should, managed yeah. to maintain his position relatively. Danny came in and got stuck behind all that traffic. It was just ridiculous. I don't know why they thought another lap was worth it. Max
1: was 15 seconds up the road, but But if he he had a pit at the same time, he would have had that jump in front of your your Checos and your Vettels. And I think it was Leclerc at the time, actually. Yeah, Renault, what?
2: This is such a track
1: position race. And can we just talk about autosport.com here? Uh Uh-oh. There their we podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so autosport.com gave Ocon a rating of was it eight, Tommy?
2: I think it was eight.
1: And, and they, they gave said, they said he's doing them better than Daniel Ricciardo. And oh. he was unlucky in qualifying. Put what? Autosport uh, in the bin. This was uh, for the previous weekend. Look, Ocon got lucky in one quali- one wet qualifying um session and because Danny Rick got held up on a yellow. Wasn't mentioned. The first three races, Danny Rick has pantsed him in every race. Had yep. quicker speed, been in front of him. Yes, Danny Rick retired and then Ocon got some points in the first race. Danny Rick was miles. Ocon is shit. <laughs> how, 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 and even Brundle last night said, Oh, yeah, Ocon's had a solid race. No, no way. No. Near. Give me a spell. What's with the hate for Danny Rick? I don't get it. If you're
2: finishing 11th, you don't get points. Anything down from that, you might as well be 11th to 20th. I don't care. Mate. If you're not in the points, it's not a good day. Mate. Yeah, that's such a good point.
0: And, uh, and uh, I
1: the, think... The, it, this proves my point about the ignorance of humanity. Yeah. On a massive level. Come on, Cappy, give it to me. Oh, well, that's it. The fact <laughs> people are ignorant and
0: stupid. The 100%. I, I don't understand it. One hundred percent truth of this podcast is, and if you're listening to this, you know we uh, we love Daniel Ricciardo. He's the best driver on the grid. So, uh, well, maybe with Kimmy, Kimmy will leave soon, so then it will definitely be Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> uh, and we make no apologies for that because he's also a dude. Like, everyone loves him off track, and if but, you're listening from the US, you will have seen him in both the seasons of Drive to Survive on Netflix, and you know that he's an absolute dude. And you watch him in a car. Yeah, this is a mid-rate car, dark. and he's an absolute star. Like you said in the start, oh. Campy, the dude just absolutely shines. When it? he puts that what into the fire car next year, oh. mm, he is going to be that, that, on fire. Mate,
1: it just frustrates me. Oh, I like, I. I just get frustrated when I watch Danny Rick make a stellar start. Oh. Jump positions, Racecraft is beautiful. He's not the quickest over the one lap, but we know that. Yeah, His racecraft is better than anybody's on the grid by a mile, in my opinion. And it is very biased and very biased <laughs> at that. But then when Renault consistently oh. shits the bed on strategy. Totally. Happened all of last year, happened all of this year. All I sit there and go, what could have been if we got this right, Renner? Yeah, because Danny, we know what he's like. He would have been asking the questions: Should we go on a soft? Should we go on a soft? Yeah. the team would have been going, no, stay, 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 conservative, dumb, dumb,
2: always conservative. He's a risk, risky guy. He yeah. lo- he, he loves it. Loves give him
1: the cho- give the opportunity. Imagine him sitting in third instead of k Mac. Mate, he would have robbed yeah. that thing home. 100%. He would have beaten Stroll. Yeah, Hands down. I'm 100%. Like, Stroll got past him with that terrible move from last week, yeah. which the stewards made a clarification on, but I'll get <laughs> to that in a minute. <laughs> there's no way Stroll would have got – Stroll couldn't get past anyone this weekend. No. Yep. He was in – Like, he had good track position, and he was so far in front of everyone else that it wasn't challenged. But, mate, there's no way –
2: it's Danny, Kimmy, and the two Mercedes drivers, and probably Seb, peak Seb, who have the best race car. You've got to put Max in there as well. Yeah. Those guys know how to defend. Danny Rick had no business being as high as he was in that crap car, mm-hmm. and he was the only reason that it was
0: anywhere near the top. Star. Yeah, Absolute star. Like, well, I'm looking like, forward to him being uh, in uh, McLaren uh, next year. Time's rubbish. Get out, and of, rubbish. get out of Renault. Just, to, you know, and it, wow. it makes you. It honestly makes you think about how long Nico Hulkenberg was win that with them and why he was never really in a good position. And maybe it's because they oh. never, ever, ever had good strategy. All right, let's talk about Ferrari. Yep, yeah, sure uh, has got a go. Charles, Charles Leclerc finishing in 11th, uh, useless, oh. and Sebastian Vettel oh. finishing in 5th. Uh, sorry, 6th, oh, I should oh, say. Whipping uh, boy. wants
1: to unleash on Leclerc?
0: Uh, yeah. No, we'll, look hot. Whipping boy. In my
1: opinion. In my opinion, and my opinion is one hundred percent true and fallible, <laughs> as I've been proved right. It's not humble, and I'll just I'll just point out in my predictions, I said Stroll would qualify on the podium, probably yep. get a top four. Hello, hello. happened. Yeah, there hello. We go three races in James. Here we go. So look, Leclerc is good when the car suits him. Yeah. Seb, with his experience and his four-wheel championship, he knows how to drive around issues. Mm-hmm. And Leclerc is, at the moment is crumbling around a car that he can't drive that's not like it was last year. Mm. And all when that happens, all his uh, shortcomings in his driving style start to show and he can't get the real pace out of it because Seb's killed him. Other than that opportunistic second that he yeah. got on the first race, oh, which luck. he was, he was like Right, that was right like, place, right time. That was like, what's his name getting on the podium last year in Brazil? Uh, Gasly. Like, just shouldn't have happened, would never have happened, just super lucky. Anyway, his shortcomings as a driver is coming to fruition, and it's only going to get worse from here. Now, I'm not going to talk about Ferrari. I've said enough about them in the last 10 episodes. That, you love it. Uh, they are the worst. And Seb, all credit to him in that interview. Drive a great race. For yep. Considering the car he had. Yeah. He made it work and he can drive around these issues. And I like the tack that he's being humble and he's not ragging on Ferrari, but I think next year. When he's out of that seat, oh. he's going to be – he's going to throw some north. Yep. He's I, German. He's lock, He's got a <laughs> mini.
2: It was nice to see Seb driving like Seb again. Yeah. Not making silly yeah. concern mistakes. Because yeah. as soon as the Leclerc's in front of him, he feels like he's chasing. As soon as Leclerc was behind him, he was comfortable again. Yeah. And he was racing his race. He looked comfortable and smooth. And he was one of the guys w- – because this is such a linked – corners like it's not like you exit a corner you've got a straight another corner it's corner to corner to corner to corner this whole time you have to be so Mm. precise and he is one of the ones that makes it look so smooth Mm. he was unbelievable like in such an average car which we saw in the previous two races how this car has no pace and we know that ferrari's skill is not in the downforce of the car it's more in the power over the previous couple of years (laughs) well and that just showed how good he was this week He was so
1: good. Yeah, good good result for him. I liked it. Yeah. Charles is rubbish. Yeah? Rubbish. Seems Uh, that way. And got passed by by signs this weekend as well. And Lando was like, this is the best. And couldn't get past (laughs) K-Mac. Didn't even get in the points. Couldn't get past (laughs) K-Mac. I mean, his race, I'll give him some credit. His race was compromised from putting him on the Ferrari uh, pit wall, put him on the softs as the first hint. And there just wasn't the temperature to get temperature yeah. And that compromised his race because he had track position on Vettel. So, you know, if they had got that right, he would have been all right. But, hey, I don't care about you, mate. Suck <laughs> <Sock> eggs.
0: <laughs> Racing Point, uh, doing well. We've already spoken a lot about them in this pod. But, uh, as we've said, Lance Stroll finishing in fourth And Checo finishing in seventh. Uh, The car's just looking great. I mean, it is a 2019 Mercedes and they locked out the first two rows. Checo had a terrible start. And I wonder if that's anything to do with uh, Valtteri in front of him and just watching him sort of lurch forward and not, and maybe he got distracted by that. Um, Either way, whatever. I'm not here to make excuses for him, but it was just interesting because he was right behind Valtteri and he lost a lot of speed and time with that. Um, the car is fantastic. Like it's just quick, but it doesn't seem to be all that well put together. Uh, again, when it comes to a slightly damp circuit, um, we obviously saw yeah. that, uh, Checo last, uh, weekend was really pressuring, um, Albon. And that was fantastic to see. We, he just could not get on the back of Seb Vettel, uh, towards the end of this race, um, or even Albon before that as well. So, uh, Silverstone, I think it's going to be a great track for them. I think next weekend we're probably going to see them again in the top, at least in the top six, but probably in a similar sort of three and four situation. Um, really much more to say apart from we, we're no. waiting to hear back from what the stewards investigation uh, comes comes back with but uh, by all accounts I'm still happy that they're up there and I don't really care what Campy's point of view is because it's incorrect specifically <laughs> about this one uh, Red Bull, Alex Albon really struggling, uh, he had a bit of a uh, bit of a, a, a time in quality and we, we've spoken a bit about uh, George uh, we haven't yet, uh, George coming to his defence no, and uh, Max Verstappen telling him to stay in his own lane uh, and he <laughs> like people should be telling Max Verstappen to stay on the track. Uh, would be nice, especially when it's a formation lap. <laughs> Yamong. Yeah. Uh, how did we
2: miss all of this? Oh very but, good.
0: but uh oh. Albon, really nice dude. Like I feel like emotionally I feel for him, and I want him. Like I think I was willing him as, as you were, Tommy, last year to do really well. But yeah. it just hasn't gelled. He's just not like that Ricardo, like Vettel, like Weber. No. And obviously, Max, that can get this together with with the team, um, but what do we see as the future for Red Bull because they are really oh, struggling.
1: I saw a poll online this week on uh, YouTube. It was like, "Oh is Albon? is the criticism of Albon's pace justified?" and I said yes, and to my amazement, fourteen percent of people said yes, and the other wow. Uh, 86% or something said, no, I was just like, this guy's been off the pace since he got in that car. Yeah. He's really only had, he comes through the pack in that car, which he should. It should. But when you compare him to Max, how far was he behind this time? Fair way. And this is not like it's a new thing. Yeah. This has been a consistent thing for every race he's had in Red Bull. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've really seen them go head-to-head when they've both had good positions other than two or three times in the last 15 races that they've raced together, mm. yeah. I think it's justified. I've been deeply critical of the guy's pace against Max. I I wonder this weekend how much of it is a bit of Red Bull scalduggery in the sense that mm. they're shafting him because, like, Red Bull's pace is nowhere to. Yeah, they've got some fundamental issues with that car that they're trying to sort out. I think they will sort it out and they will ultimately get there. But yep. at the moment... They're nowhere compared they're, to where they should be. And not to go into it, but Red Bull do have a history
2: of kind of learning the new car every year. Like, Newy comes out with a lot of new things, and by kind of midway through the year, they figure it out and they get on top of how to drive the new aero. that has been designed, those kind of things. So maybe there's a little bit of that, that they're just not used to it yet. It's, interesting, who knows?
1: Interesting, though. This track should suit them. And, and historically theory. it has. Yeah. Oh, but... Max's qualifying time was worse than it was last year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And both drivers on the radio complained about the car, complained about how unstable it was, all the way through practice qualifying and the race. So it's not even just Alex Albon. I mean, and again, like I like the dude and I really want him to do well. But the fact that, okay, Max put it in the wall (laughs) on the formation lap, but, you know, he's had spins in the last couple of races as well uh, and in qualifying and everything else, sorry, not in the actual race day. And he's just trying to, find where the limits are. It doesn't seem like it's... Anywhere. And so yeah. both drivers are now hyper sensitive to what's going on and getting grumpy on the radio. And then, of course, that's when they choose to shut Ted up by putting Red Bull messages. Oh, we hear from <laughs> nothing from any other team. It's mainly Red Bull and Alex Albon and Max Verstappen whinging about something just when Ted's about to talk about something, too. Uh, and it's just yeah. a shame. Like it's just p- propelling this Red Bull of, oh, well, everyone's frustrated and it's actually the drivers and not us. I think that's what the kind of narrative that, that Horn is almost. Selling
1: here, mm. yeah. But for Verstappen to still pull that thing on second, I have to. It's because of him. The like, mate. The, well, the guy's a star. Yeah, the how guy's how an good, absolute star. How good this guy consistently gets, and, and he held Valtteri
2: off so well. We were getting to the second last lap, and I was like, nah, no, nah, no, nah, Max got this. And even Campy was like, I don't think so. I think Valtteri's going to get past. It was that close. Yeah,
1: look. Well, Albon was 78 seconds behind. 70 seconds behind Max Verstappen. Nearly lapped. You know, that's, that's one second a lap, which has been consistent. We speak about this all the time. Yeah. Yep. It's just not good enough, and it ain't going to cut it in Red Bull. No.
2: Not when you're looking at the margin that Valtteri is
1: from Lewis, and that's a championship winning team. That's yeah. where you need to be. And Valtteri shit the bet off the start. I mean, yeah. It w- and it would have been worse, too, if Hamilton didn't pit. You know, he had a free pit stop to get his fastest lap at oh, the no. end too. So add another 24 seconds on At that least. And yep. And we'll go, oh, geez, this is. <laughs> That's a bad
0: Valtteri performance. Insane. Yeah, he was not he happy. Was still
1: 70, he was still 70 seconds behind Max and oh. nah, doesn't cut it.
0: Yeah. Mercedes uh, obviously dominating again, uh, and it was interesting to hear uh, the commentary talking about the fact that they were encouraging them to use DAS to actually get some heat into those tyres, especially in the formation yeah. lap. Um, so what re- – I mean, really, I like we, can, we can write this off, right? This is a Mercedes-dominated year. Again, what a surprise. Um, and Lewis Hamilton is probably going to take it. like, Because we saw at the uh, post-race interviews that Valtteri was just – very deflated he was not happy with himself at all he potentially was still concerned that he was going to get a, a post race penalty for the the start but i mean yep. he we know that he can do it right i mean lewis is now starting to build some momentum and and there's real opportunity for valtteri to still take it he's he's only just behind lewis in terms of um the points for for the championship if he can come out and smash silverstone uh that is Really, sort of for me, the next race is where his championship is. Like his contentions are really hinging. So if he doesn't get on top next weekend, I think we're just going to see it's going to be the absolute Lewis show, and he'll have to do with second again. Um, but he's well, still he's got to win.
1: He's got to win at least one of them. He's got yeah. to win at least one of them. It's only five points at the moment, which is that's not that's like that's first and second, which they're going to get for the majority of the yeah. year. So but if he
2: keeps getting seconds to. Th- Lewis's first is how he gets behind. But Valtteri
1: was on it in oh. qualifying. That lap, like, man, that I, know I, know, I know, I know, Lewis pulled out a tenth on him. But for Valtteri to come back, like he was on it. Those two, like he, they are going toe to toe. Yeah. And Valtteri shit the bed off the start. He was trying to anticipate the lights. Yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't come off well. In saying that, if he got that right, different race. A different race. Yeah. You know that we would have seen those two battling the whole way through. I think ultimately Lewis would have got it. Yeah, but uh, this is this championship still still wide open yeah. for me. When
2: Valtteri comes in after qualifying, he's like, thought that was the lap. Yeah, <laughs> he just unfortunate enough that Lewis Hamilton's teammate, and he's an absolute weapon yeah. at qualifying.
1: But like Valtteri went, I think, I think three tenths quicker than uh, Lewis's. No, sorry, two tenths quicker than Lewis's previous lap. Yeah which should have had it like yeah. but Hamilton found another tenth from somewhere and it's like <laughs> insane like, you know and that's the difference yeah. but crazy this championship's wide open
0: five points for knees, nothing yep nothing but it's a wide open two horse race both yeah it's a wide two open for <laughs> and <of> Lewis Hamilton <laughs> yep. and and that's the vibe Yeah. Yep. well i look boys it it did didn't turn out to be the best of races in the end uh, but it's great to have formula 1 back so i won't complain about it of uh, being too boring towards the end. Uh, Doubleheader and Silverstone. Well, until we get to Sochi or something boring. Yeah, we've got Doubleheader and Silverstone <laughs> next. We've got a week <laughs> off, which is going to be good. But in the meantime, uh, the most important part of this podcast, which has just become this, is the Fantasy League, uh, to see where we're all sitting. Uh, firstly, I just wanted well, uh, to comment <laughs> Mister- on on Mr. some Harris fan, and
1: Phillips. Star. fantastic
0: names. That's what? not one of them. Uh, so the leaderboard, the f- coming in first at the moment, tracing joint, coming in second uh, is Chandan from uh, from India, mate. Well done for you. And in third is in for a, a rough season uh, from the US, D. Watson. Uh, there are some interesting names. Thank you to you if you have gone in and changed your name since last week. Uh, I have I see yeah, you. I it, it. I'm not going to mention all of Charge them because getting in there. Um, but uh, Colin from the US who is writing from Texas, Texas, Republic Racing. I think Campy, you that'd probably be your favourite name except for unfortunately he's coming in uh number forty two, Campy for president. Disappointing. Yeah, Mr. Oh, that's ridiculous. Mr.
1: Harrison Phillips. Uh, he's love,
0: pandering and we will not have that. Yeah, yeah I love it. It's showing clear, <laughs> clear bias <laughs> right. towards Campy and he doesn't need any positive reinforcement whatsoever. I also right. love uh right. has some grunts. Uh, I love. Yeah, I know, I know so what true. I'm doing! Exclamation mark. Uh, maybe that should be for Tommy because at the moment, Tommy's team that he can't access is doing better than the Seriously. team he does have access to. What the hell? <laughs> uh,
1: Tommy's first team that he put together six months ago is beating. His is beating I the know, team character. that he's that I've yeah. logged
2: out of, and I can't find the login that's great. That
1: just shows you. That just shows you how stupid fantasy is and it's a bunch yeah, of crap. How much Tommy doesn't know about F1. No, just how stupid uh, fantasy is. Uh,
0: I also love Land- Lando Broken Dreams. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Laura has put, ain't no Verstappen me, which I said last week, except she's added in brackets, accepted DNF apparently. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's definitely I, a thing. I, I'm
2: in danger of getting passed by people who have entered late. Uh, I'm correct, that you're that bad.
0: <laughs> I also love this is horrible. Perez dispenser. If you're in the if you in Australia, you know Pez dispenser, yeah, which is this. which is absolutely fantastic. I love that. I love this one. Good. Günther Einstein.er <laughs> Love that a lot. That's really really great. <laughs> uh, I also love I do DeClerc, as in spelt D E C L E R C or do De declare, which is depending on where you're from in the world and how you say Charles Claire's name. Very good. Love though. that a we lot, get it,
1: Jim. We get it.
0: And also, it was for me. <laughs> also, I'd just like to say how to unsign a contract. There it is, coming in fifth. Uh, the good Very news is good. I'm still beating Campy. Uh, the gap has widened, uh, which is great now because I'm coming in eighth and Campy, you're yes. coming in equal 17th with Colin. Campy tell you he doesn't care about. Right where's now? Wally hey,
1: F1? i this year. I won last year and then went and started, <laughs> then went and, then went and started a shitty podcast. So. <laughs>
0: Does that mean that you're going to be on the, the, the Heineken compar- fan stand next time saying, yeah, <laughs> the on the last the comparisons
1: are a Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's excellent. Uh well, boys, I would say it's been an absolute pleasure, but it hasn't. It's been terrible as always to be talking <laughs> with you. Uh no, I love this. This is just fantastic. If you love it too, uh as I said at the beginning of the podcast, please Great say good We really bloody love hearing from you. Uh if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just, just please give us a review as well. Banner. It's really it's really helpful. By the way, the reason why I keep asking for all these reviews is we're trying to get FIA media accreditation and Part of that is looking at how oh. legit, inverted commas, we are and, and all of these reviews that you can I don't want to pay for a paddock pass. Is, is no, I want free shit. Uh, I'm not putting Campy <laughs> down. I'll, I'll sc- I, I'm putting I'm Tommy down. down to yeah. and I'm not going to yeah. tell Campy until we get to the place where they say, uh, accreditation please. And I go, yes, here's Tommy and me. Campy, where's yours? We're like, oh, <laughs> oh, what are <laughs> you doing? And we just walk out without him. Bye.
1: Oh, real funny, mate. Oh, no, I'll be nervous walking up that grid because I'll be I've ragged on that guy, that guy, that guy, that <laughs> hey, guy. Everyone's going to want to oh, fight God. him. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll see how much of a sport I don't have. I have like, actually made it. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right, Except uh, the not drop that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: On that very true point, uh, it is time to end. Boys, it's been an absolute pleasure. We will see you next time around uh, in two weeks' time for the Silverstone Grand Prix. I think... Uh, also... I think it was Max bubbling Rich over. coming from a guy who binned it in the fucking formation and left. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. What a star, though.
1: But also... What a, no, what,
0: what, what a muck. Are you kidding me? What a fucking idiot. Into <laughs> the fuck did into you do the that? Inters notoriously
1: fucked. Oh, uh, the Inters are shit. Yeah.
2: Like... Ah. He just snap. Not good. He was just going around normally, and all of a sudden, snap! You're like, Jesus. Yeah, I reckon he wasn't doing anything ridiculous. I reckon he had his
1: brake balance off. I reckon he had his brakes Wide
2: yeah, right, wide to the
1: rear. Yeah. Not enough on the front. Just snapped. And because there wasn't enough temperature, when he'd normally apply the brake yeah, pedal, just... that's why the front left rocked up, uh, locked up. Then when he tried to correct, there was just way under brakes. <sighs>
2: you know what it was? It was like when you put Mac Australia's on the back of your car. <laughs> 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 that's what it was like. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. That is golden. We've all been there. Oh, yeah.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.